What's going on, everyone? We've got the 2021 season in review for the Denver Broncos. Uh, they went 7-10, fourth place in the AFC West, including two more losses to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, overall, is an interesting season, and in then it seemed like they were trying to go into full rebuild mode, trading Von Miller, but a 7-10 and record is nothing uh, to sneeze at. For their fantasy relevant players, uh, Drew Locke was a non-factor. I have, we're going to talk about Drew Locke instead of Teddy Bridgewater, uh, just because I'm seeing more talk that uh, Drew Locke may be re-signed by the Broncos, uh, so we'll be able to get into that. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon were very close, uh, RB19, RB21, sort of that dual threat uh, out of the backfield. Cortland Sutton, a wide receiver, 49, and a Noah Fant at tight end, 14. Starting with Drew Locke, you know, he was relegated to the second string quarterback, uh, really only came in uh, due to uh, injury emergency. Uh, looking at him as a, a possible bridge quarterback for the Broncos, I certainly don't think he'll be the long-term option. I think his potential is pretty much wrapped in uh, with that uh, hilarious fumble he had. Uh, I think it was in the, the third to last game of the season. Uh, he was really largely ineffective, even with all the offensive firepower, and that is what is mostly shocking. I, when you look at the, you know, the weapons, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, both good running backs. Uh, you have the wide receiver core, you know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick came on a little bit at the end of the year. Uh, but even when you add in Noah Fant, you really expect uh, more from a quarterback who has all those options. And it seems like Drew Locke uh, doesn't quite have it. So it'll be very interesting to see how the Broncos proceed uh, next year and years after, because it, it may be a situation where Drew Locke is sort of a placeholder while they look for that franchise quarterback. From a fantasy perspective, I would, you know, we're sticking with leaving Drew Locke on the waiver wire. Uh, we're not picking him up unless it was a, a dire emergency where somehow, um, you know, your starting quarterback ended back up, uh, your RB, your QB1 all got injured and or they're suspended or something something odd that would force you to uh, really scrape uh, sort of the, the bottom of the fantasy barrel to try and get Drew Locke. On the flip side, though, uh, Javante Williams uh, looks full of potential. You know, the split backfield really limited his potential breakout. I know it was a, a sort of a running joke on fantasy Twitter that, uh, you know, next game was going to be his breakout game or, or no, no, it's going to be the next game. Um, and Despite, you know, showing flashes of talent and ability, uh, just being stuck in that two uh, person backfield really limits the upside. Um, but I do expect him to uh, approach a, a larger role moving into the next season. Um, really, their offseason approach determines that as well. Um, if they re-sign Melvin Gordon, you know, we're looking at sort of a similar situation, although I think Javante Williams gets an upgrade. Uh, moving into next season, just getting more experience and, you know, Melvin Gordon another year uh, as order, running backs age, you know, they get less and less carries, uh, less and less effective with their carries. So I think even if Melvin Gordon's re-signed, uh, Javante Williams sees a bigger role than last year. Uh, however, if they don't re-sign Melvin Gordon, then he is an immediate, uh, immediate running back one, you know, and, and a potential high fantasy draft choice. 
Um, I think right now, uh, with the possibility that they re-sign Melvin Gordon, um, that he's really a high upside fringe uh, RB1, which is a good position to be in. And that really comes from his uh, potential and, and his broken tackle percentage was extremely high. So um, he, he's he's breaking tackles and he's getting the extra yards, which really pays dividends, you know, if the line is able to improve in Denver. Melvin Gordon, um, as I mentioned, there's a good possibility he returns to the Broncos. And I think it would be not diminished to the point where he's not playing, but he, he's going to get uh, less and less carries or, uh, you know, receiving out of the backfield just due to age. And that's just the nature of the position. Um, I misspelled landing spot, but we're going to leave it. Um, I think regardless of his landing spot, he's a solid RB2 based on the high volume of goal line work. That's really something that uh, salvaged, you know, a lot of games uh, for him uh, fantasy-wise uh, on the Broncos was his use on the goal line, and he was really effective in using that position. So I think regardless of if the Broncos re-sign him, he still will be seeing that goal line work, uh, which sort of limits Jumante Williams' upside a little bit. Um, and if he gets picked up somewhere else, uh, he's still I still think he's going to be an effective goal line running back. And we're going to ignore the misspelling on landing spot. Cortland Sutton, I really think this is an issue of receiving upside limited by the quarterback play. He has a large contract uh, and, you know, continued improvement from that injury. You know, he looked good at the beginning of the season. It was kind of interesting where he tailed off at the end of the season uh, rather than starting slow returning from that injury. But that's something where we don't really know 100% how an injury will affect a player uh, throughout the season, you know, can impact their you know, strength, their ability to recover from games as so a little bit more time in between the injury and, uh, you know, his next game, I think will actually be a, a huge benefit to him. Uh, the other issue is a lot of targets to split on that offense. You know, I mentioned a lot of the names, Jerry, Judy, Tim Patrick came on out of nowhere. Uh, Noah Fant will always be uh, getting some targets as well as a, as a tight end so he's really a likely wide receiver three and that's kind of where all of those broncos receivers are uh in that mix it could be a situation where you know if you have one or two you hope you pick the correct one uh, that you're playing on a week-to-week -week basis last uh, noah fan uh, it's there's not a lot to say, you know, he's pretty much the epitome of the tight end position where uh, everybody going into the season thinks he this is, you know, the year, you know, he's going to be a, a tier two tight end after the the Kelsey's, uh, you know, Wallers, Andrews, you know, that that's going to be Noah fan. And it really doesn't have the uh, ability to continue those games from one to the next, you know, boomer bust. He did have seven double digit games, but he also had a, a, a few, uh, you know, goose eggs where, you know, he had only had one or two points and these are all PPR. Um, a new quarterback could improve, improve his standing. The secret is I'm adding in these misspellings to get some engagement. If you find any more spelling mistakes, drop them in the comments below. Again, he remains a high upside tight end based on his athleticism and ability, and that's sort of where a lot of these tight ends outside of the top tier are. You're just sort of taking a flyer and hoping that 
this is this is their year that they break out and it could be it could not be and it, a lot of it depends on who's quarterbacking the denver broncos next year uh, some of the goals for the broncos in 2022 i think they should get an offensive minded coach uh, i don't necessarily know if they've been linked to you know uh, eric Bieniemy or, or pep hamilton but i think they would go a long way in sort of sorting out that offense which has a lot of weapons and a lot of firepower there uh that really just needs to be utilized well and correctly uh, solution at quarterback is another big question mark drew lock is the bridge quarterback which it may be resign him uh, maybe they trade for rogers maybe they draft a quarterback they believe in though it's not a strong quarterback class maybe they see someone who they think can excel uh, or maybe they wait a year or two until they see someone who's sort of a a no no question uh quarterback of the future it really have to continue to grow the defense the defense has always been a strong point in the uh, denver organization and with trading von miller it's almost just a reload situation where you know that you get rid of a, a top tier player you have to bring someone in to replace them uh, ol uh online improvement oh offensive line improvement could help both running backs you know quarterbacks whoever they are you know it could be rogers could be lock and wide receivers uh, they were really middle of the pack and run blocking uh and they were at the bottom of the pack in the in the low 20s uh, of sacks allowed so uh any additional time can really just only benefit the offense so if they focus on the uh, offensive line uh maybe drew lock does excel and they don't need aaron Rodgers. but i think that's certainly a sticking point uh that would be able to help javante williams and melvin gordon at the very least especially with uh, javante williams broken tackle percentage if he keeps breaking the tackles and he does that a couple yards further down the down uh from the line of scrimmage than he has been with a little better blocking that can only help yards and explosive plays so overall um it, it may have seemed like a down season for the denver broncos but there's uh, just a couple issues that need to be sorted out and they're right back into contending for the afc west